0: One MDB has sparked embezzlement and money laundering investigations across the world. One at least of the biggest corruption countries. scandals the world has ever seen. What may be the biggest financial scam in history. A number of corrupt One MDB officials treated this public trust as a personal bank account. Follow us as we bring you into the courtroom where the biggest financial scandal in Malaysian history is being heard. By the Malaysian Insight, this is the Najib Razak 1MDB trial. It's Thursday, 18th November 2021, and you're listening to the latest update from today's 1MDB Tanor trial. I'm Patrick Teo. A letter from the government agreeing to act as ultimate guarantor for a 1MDB project debt was issued so quickly. Signed by former Finance Minister Najib Razak, the letter arrived just two days after the 1MDB directors agreed to raise three billion U.S. dollars for the Tun Razak Exchange joint venture. This was the testimony of former 1MDB director Ismi Ismail, who also today said that the 1MDB board had felt being used to only legitimize transactions. He said the board realized this after revelations from when 1MDB investigations started and throughout the 1MDB trials. Najib 68 is currently on trial for four counts of abuse of power and 21 counts of money laundering involving 2.28 billion ringgit in public funds. (coughs) Najib had greatly desired to develop the Kuala Lumpur International Financial District Project, now known as Tun Razak Exchange, or TRX, Ismi said. The joint venture was between 1MDB Global Investment Limited (GIL), a 1MDB subsidiary, and ABBA Investments PJS. It was also a government-to-government agreement with Abu Dhabi. After the 1MDB directors agreed in writing to raise 3 billion US dollars or 12.5 billion ringgit on March 12, 2013, the letter of support from the government was issued on March 14, Ismi said. The document stated that the government noted that 1MDB-GIL will issue the bond to be paid in full in March 2023, and if 1MDB-GIL is unable to pay this debt, the company 1MDB will provide financial assistance to meet its debt repayment obligations. And if the one MDB company fails in its obligation, then the government will take responsibility. The letter of support was issued by the government at a very rapid rate, Izmi said. On Tuesday, former Chief Financial Officer Azmi Taher testified that the three billion US dollars was spent on something other than funding the joint venture. Azmi believed the money transfers were sanctioned by Najib. It was also heard several times in trial that the joint venture was actually dealing with a sham company. After Izmi completed the reading of his 112-paged witness statement, the 13th prosecution witness was questioned by Senior Deputy Public Prosecutor Gopal Sri Ram. What is your position on the suggestion that the 1MDB board was a bunch of toothless tigers who failed to protect and advise the Prime Minister? asked Sri Ram, The witness defended that the directors had played their part to protect the interest of the company. I don't think we could have acted differently to protect the interests of 1MDB, he said. He asserted that there were discussions done on the economics and viability of the company's transactions. ISMI went on a lengthy explanation that the board had always made a collective decision despite various views on numerous subjects. This included projects and even people, such as the involvement of fugitive businessman Low Tech Joe, or better known as Joe Low. Ismi referred again to the government-to-government deal with Abu Dhabi as an example. He said Low had proved that he had a good relationship with the Arabs. He said the board made an effort to ensure the guarantee was airtight and fulfilling Najib's dreams. ISMI said the 1MDB directors were truly misled, and realized this after revelations from the 1MDB investigations and the evidence from the hearings. After going through all these, my assumption now is that the board was used to make all the 1MDB initiatives and transactions appear legitimate. This is to the extent that misleading information, or worse still, no information, was given to the board or information was concealed from them, he said. <music> Sri Ram then proceeded to question Azmi, the 12th prosecution witness, who returned to the witness stand today. Azmi shared that Najib had contemplated taking action against newspaper The Edge, after it carried several reports attacking 1MDB. He was instructed to compile and research the negative news reports and later flew to the Middle East to discuss with Najib. I think I remembered one Ahmad Shiab, one Ismail, an officer in the Prime Minister's office, was there with a few others, Azmi said. It wasn't a very long interaction because I was told I could leave and they carried on with the meeting. Najib was trying to decide on whether to take action against the Edge over those attacks. The witness said he was unsure of Najib's decision afterwards. But in 2015, it was reported that the Home Ministry suspended the publishing permit of the Edge Weekly and the Edge Financial Daily, for three months. The ministry's letter stated that the two publications reporting of 1MDB was prejudicial or likely to alarm public opinion. The trial will resume next month at the Kuala Lumpur High Court before Judge Colin Lauren Akera. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Malaysian Insight. It was written by Haley chong wee I'm Patrick Teo.